We are in week 27 of the 50 States, 50 Weeks, and 50 Coffee Shop series. Today I'm talking with Mark Schreiner from the Coffee House in Nebraska. Mark has a little bit of a crazy background and bought the shop when he was 18 years old. Mark is really passionate about helping support small businesses and his local community. If you're enjoying this podcast, go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email me at baristatalkshow at gmail.com to let me know your thoughts or if you have any coffee shop recommendations you would like to send my way. With that, grab your coffee or tea and let's dive right in. My name is Mark Schreiner and owner, janitor, chief bottle washer, baker, president CEO of the coffee house in Lincoln, Nebraska. What really got you started in the coffee world? I started drinking coffee when I was 13 or 14 at AA meetings because I quit doing drugs at like 12. Honesty is the best policy. But and so I kind of got addicted to coffee a little bit through that. I needed a job. And so my sister had a friend who had a little kiosk in the mall and they needed somebody to sell coffee there. And so when I was 15 or 16, I got a job there at this little teeny place called The Perfect Cup and worked there for like a year, helped them with, like I got their sales up. I wore a white shirt and tie every day and really helped his business. And, and I was like the only employee. So I was, he called me the manager, but he paid me three thirty-five an hour. And then there was a guy that had bought the coffee house, which it started in 1987. And so this would have been in 1989 and he kept walking by the perfect cup in the mall. And then finally one day he came up and started talking to me and said he wanted to hire me to run his shop, which was where which is the shop that I have now. So they offered me a little bit more money and some more responsibility. And I went to work at the coffee house as the manager at the age of 17. And then when I was 18 and able to sign a contract legally, I, we got a deal as the manager, if I could turn sales around and make it profitable in six months, I would have an opportunity to buy it from them. And that happened. And so I was able to take it over from them when I turned 18. That's crazy. You had to really hustle. Yeah. I didn't have any money that my mom and dad had saved up like $4,000 for my college education, which obviously I wasn't going to go to because I dropped out of high school. Yeah. That was my money to uh, buy beginning inventory. So they just said you made it profitable and here you go. I bought it on land contract. So I signed paperwork and I had to make a payment every month to them to pay it off. I think I paid like $40,000 for it in 1989 or 1990. So that's kind of how I got, I mean, I wasn't like a coffee aficionado or anything like that. I learned a lot about it when I worked at this, that smaller place. But what I learned there was customers and how to read people and how to engage with them and how to get them excited. That's Most of the battle of most work, actually, is (laughs) how do you relate to someone? Yeah. And how do you, you know, like at our shop, how do you match them up with the, you know, the the drink that that they're going to want? And, you know, Starbucks has their their macchiatos and their whatever they call their drinks. And so when you get, you know, a new customer who just looks at you with their eyes really big and is like, I don't know what I want. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a, a skill to asking a few questions and then and giving them the drink that they don't even know they want and mm-hmm. getting them excited about it. So, but that's what I learned at that, at that little shop. So how do you run slash manage slash do everything else? You know, what's your mentality? I like to kind of 
run the store right now. I used to be out front all the time. Um, I run the store now kind of from the back. Um, we have a bakery and we make all our food from scratch every day. My fiance is the kitchen manager actually, and kind of assistant manager of the whole store. You know, I do a lot with the food because in, in the downtown without a drive through and not a lot of people working downtown, there are a lot of them are remote. We've had to really change a little bit of how we run our business. So I've been doing a lot of stuff from behind the scenes and then coaching my employees and then having uh, hope who's my fiance kind of coach them as well up front. But I like to run things very silently. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much, I mean, I'm very much just a, a, a coworker. I'm not much of a boss. And I'll, I mean, I'll sit somebody down once in a while if I have to. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's better when you, you're the encourager. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's a good point. You know, I'm one to, I try to overlook people's deficiencies and, and look at their things that they're good at their strong suits, because right now, especially employees are hard to come by. And so I think it's, it's good to have people that are happy in the workplace and aren't scared or, you know, I'm not that I ever want anyone to be scared in the workplace, but you know what I mean? It's to people that enjoy their job is the customers notice that and it makes them want to come back. Mm-hmm. If the employees are happy and engaged. Right. Cause they create the environment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I tell them. I'm like, the store is a representation of you when you're here, the music that's playing, the cleanliness of it, all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. That gives some ownership to it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What have you seen change since you've been in the coffee world for what, over 30 years now? <laughs> yeah, this is, I think, year 33. A lot. People used to actually sit at a table and talk and disagree about things and still remain friends. That was one of the cool things about our shop in the early 90s was, you know, people could talk different issues and disagree, but shake hands and walk out and, and enjoy a cup of coffee and a mug not to go. And now people are either on their computer or on their phone and they don't look up. And I've seen a lot change as far as uh, how much sugar people put in their coffee, you know, with different drinks and different chocolates and things like that. A lot of people order what they think is coffee and it has coffee in it, but it's, you know, majority milk and sugar. So we've had to make adaptations to people's tastes. Mostly, I guess what I've seen is because of social media and the internet and different things like that. I've seen that people who used to come into coffee shops to people watch or to get away from, you know, their job or something like that. Um, it's not as common as it used to be. More, more people are just getting their coffee to go and going back to work or getting in their car or doing whatever they got to do. But it seems like people are in more of a hurry than they used to be. For you, that was probably part of what captured you was the people and getting to see them interact. So how's that changed for you, you know, running your business and still staying passionate about it? Has that focus changed or what's that look like? You know, what, what has changed is because of social media, which I'm not a fan of, but there are people who really want to support local places and people that they have known for a while or that they like. And I have uh, made a few posts saying, hey, you know, we could use your help. And what I've noticed is there are a lot of people in our community that have really stepped up to the plate and, you know, been very, very supportive in a different sort of way than I'm used to. You know, it used to be like at the counter, I'd have a conversation with them about whatever. You know, now it's more about them saying, hey, Mark, we, we really want to see your place succeed. We'll, we'll, we'll be down or we came down or, you know, whatever. And I don't always see everybody. But that's been a, a difference. 
I mean, I, it's so weird. I've seen, I have customers who literally for 30 years, I've seen their children grow up and graduate from college and stuff and get married. And I mean, it, just a lot has changed. I mean, when we first started in 92, we had internet at the store and that was a big deal. And now if you don't have internet, people don't want to sit and hang out. Mm-hmm. We were open till midnight and now we're open till three PM, like not, not three in the morning, just because our downtown has changed, but, but people don't stay out and drink coffee as late as they used to. In, in our town, at least. Gosh, I'm trying to think of what else has changed. The people have changed. The, the employees, I used to have career employees. I'd had people for 10 to 15 years. And you know now I'm lucky if I get a couple of years out of people. It's just a, you know, it's a different dynamic. So I've had to actually relearn a lot about the people, mm. especially work for me. Yeah, that's a big shift. Well, alone Indeed. customers and community. How's the state overall changed in Nebraska? Nebraska is a very conservative state. But the state itself um, hasn't been real helpful for small businesses. They're helpful for big businesses. Hmm, uh, okay. Bring in big business and offer tax incentives to big business. So what's that look like for you as a shop owner? I mean, obviously reaching out to communities saying, hey, support us. But when the culture overall statewide is supporting larger business, how do you still thrive and support other small businesses? That's, that's a really good question. Um, and mostly it's, it's through the small community. I mean, our, our city is about 330,000 people. There's a, a, a section of the population that is kind of going back to old school. They're tired of fast food. They're tired of chains. They're tired of big corporate. They want experience that is more personal. Mm-hmm. And, and there's enough people in our city that, that want that. And they want good quality too. They want quality ingredients. They want homemade food, not stuff that's thaw and serve drinks that you know are made the proper way there's enough people in our community that it it works Hmm. and lincoln per capita i believe still has more coffee shops than any town in the united states which is funny really wow yeah when i when i started there were two coffee shops here myself there were three there was myself the perfect cup which is where i worked before and then a place called the mill which was across the street from the coffee house and Several of my employees open shops in, in Lincoln. They're actually still in business, but it's, there's just been an explosion of, of shops here. It's, it's unbelievable. And why that shift? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of coffee shops coming up all over the U.S., but that's a lot. That's a huge shift. I don't know. There's people who uh, I'm sure that you've, you've seen these people. They come into a place and they're like, oh, this would be so much fun to run a coffee shop. You know, blah, blah, blah. When I retire, I'm going to buy myself a shop. Or, um, and then there's also a couple of local chains that have, you know, 12, 15, 16 locations. But it, I, I don't know why it has exploded here. I suppose because we have a you know, campus with like 30,000 kids on it, a younger overall population age-wise. And lots of, you know, shopping malls. And, you know, our city is pretty spread out. So there's, there's room for lots of places, I guess, to open in strip malls and all kinds of places. Well, that does start to make more sense if we're talking college yeah. gyms. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're like two blocks from campus and we used to rely heavily on the university to kind of keep us going with the, the students. But anymore, it's, it's all, you know, just people that work downtown and uh, we do get some students and we get some faculty. It's kind of nice to not have to rely on just students because <laughs> they want you to stay open late. <laughs> yeah. And the influx of summer break and right. Yeah. Yeah. Are there other shops in the state that you recommend as people pass through the area that you'd say these are surefire wins if you stop by? There are a couple of good shops. There's a place called Lasso Espresso, 
Ooh. It's in Gothenburg, Nebraska. And I have been there myself and their coffee was pretty good. Um, their service is very good. Mojava Cafe. His name is Paul is the owner. He's a buddy of mine. Uh, he worked for me at 92 as my manager. He dated my sister. <laughs> uh, but he, ha- he has a nice shop. He, he makes food and he roasts his own coffee. And he's a good dude. Metal Art Coffee, the people who used to own that were, there were two of my ex-employees. Um, I haven't been there in years, so I don't know what their quality is like. But, I mean, they seem to do okay. And then there's also Cultiva Coffee, which was another employee of mine who started a little espresso shop and then, but he sold it. And now it's a crepe. It's a, like a crepe store that specializes in crepes and coffee is kind of their sidelight. Oh, Those okay. would be the only ones that I would recommend, I guess, or that I would encourage people to check out. Perfect. I like that you've had people who work for you and went off to start their own shops. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I've had like 12. One guy's in Green Bay, Wisconsin. There's one guy in South Carolina, one in, in Minnesota, and then three in Lincoln. Then there was two others in Western Nebraska that opened shops. So yeah, several. I mean, that's a good sign. That means that I must get people excited. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> or something or make it look really easy. I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> One of the two. They're not career baristas, but they might become owners. So that's a good thing. Right. I'd rather be a career barista at this point and let somebody <laughs> else run the place, but oh well. Yeah. You know, I can agree with that. That's why I started to work as a barista originally, because I thought, well, if I'm going to get in this game as an owner, I probably should know what goes on behind the scenes. And I quickly learned the barista in is the best part. Right. Yep. (laughs) Well, is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? If anyone's interested in getting in the coffee business, it's a lot of work to do it right. And you, you really have to commit to it. It's, it's not as easy as maybe people might think. I've learned over the years that it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to change your mind and it's okay to be wrong. And it's, you just kind of have to go with the roll with the punches, just like probably any business. But coffee is unique because you have a, a clientele, in my opinion, at least in our town, that is very, they, they have high expectations and they want a quality product and they're willing to pay for it, but you got to really, you got to bring the heat, you know, you got to step up to the plate if you want to maintain these people because they have very high expectations and they have a hundred other places they can go. Yeah. And that's part of what can make you a really good business or makes you close your doors. Or a terrible one. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I'm probably my own worst critic, which isn't, isn't such a bad thing. You know, it's important. What has kept our place open is, is the staff is always having, you know, good employees that smile and say, please. And thank you. And as good a job as they can of course i always think they could probably do better but you know they they show up and they and they keep the place running and you got to have you got to have good people and you got to develop good relationships with those people so that they stick around and so they feel you know appreciated that's a good message for really anyone who has employees you're always going to have that those couple of people who you just want to you know be like get up go home but the ones that are doing a good job you got to take time out to you know, thank them and, and let them know they're appreciated because as a boss, like at the shop, the only way I know I'm appreciated is when my customers come in again, you know, I have to give myself kind of those pats on the back because no one else is going to give them to me. And and that's what keeps me going is, you know, seeing people return and seeing people say, Oh, I loved what I had last time, or you guys are always so nice or, you know, so it's the little things you gotta, you gotta look at the little things. Hmm. Otherwise it's not worth all the effort because it's a lot of work. <laughs> Indeed. Thanks for taking time. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity.